The Controversial Black Girl Podcast is a weekly podcast where we share our unfiltered opinions about mental health, politics, and other issues that affect our community, as well as promote positive images of Black women. Thank you for tuning into the controversial episode, Black Girl Podcast episode five. I am joined today by my co-host, Miss Aziza. Hello, how's it going? It is going. How are you holding up? I am holding up very well. Um, I'm over here just sipping on my little lemon balm tea, <laughs> <laughs> trying to gather my thoughts for the day, but so far, so good. Thank you. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I have some some ginger tea here, so I'm sipping on my ginger tea here. Um, so I know that you are in Texas, so how is the weather situation in Texas? To be honest, like, Texas, like, our weather is, is extreme. Like, yesterday, um, me and my husband, we were at Walmart and literally the forecast said that it was like 0% chances of rain to, to rain or sorry 10% chance of rain and all of a sudden we got like this massive thunderstorm so I don't know what's going on with the weather but it's super hot it's Texas it's dry it's humid there's no trees <laughs> so we're burning up <laughs> well in Georgia here it's extremely hot and sticky and it is raining um, like every other day this week, but um, it is still very, it's still very hot. It's very, very hot and humid. Oh. And how are you all doing as far as for with COVID? Are you all, you wearing your mask? I mean, you know, they're saying that these numbers are rising. So. Oh yeah. Especially, I think I heard in Texas, like we have jumped, I think, I think it said like 6,000 in one day, something like that. I could be mis- misquoting, but um We've been doing everything in our power to protect ourselves. We wear masks, we wash our hands, we have hand sanitizers. We do try to stay home um, as much as much as, as, as we can. Um, there are people uh, that I guess they they just they're not taking it serious, and I think that that's the reason why these numbers are increasing the way that they are. Um, but. I don't know. In our household, we take it seriously. So we're doing our part. Same here. Trying to make sure, oh, we're trying to make sure here that we are um, definitely, you know, make sure you're washing your hands. The biggest thing is just watch your ports of entry, which are, you know, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. So making yeah. sure that you are, like you said, washing your hands and then making sure that you're keeping your hands out of those, you know, those ports of entry and then making yeah. sure that you wear your mask. That's about all that we can do in our um, power, of course, also other than, you know, if you're feeling, not feeling well, then making sure that you're staying at home, you're, you're staying on top of what your temperature may be. But, um, this yeah. is going to be interesting at like, as of right now, it, it's, it, it appears that numbers are trending back up. Yes. So guys, please just make sure that you are doing your due diligence as far as for trying to keep this, uh, this pandemic under control as much as we possibly can. So um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to go ahead and get into um, the uh, murder of 19-year-old Black Lives Matter uh, activist. And I do not want to butcher her name, but I probably am going to butcher her name anyway. So here goes. So it's Olu Watoyan Salu. 
um charge charge that to my head not to my heart um I, you know i'm sorry for switching her name but anywho so she was found dead one week after she was reported missing in uh tallahassee florida um also along with her body there was a 75 year old woman by the name of victoria sims that was found with her um uh Salu was last seen on June 6th and earlier on that day she tweeted that she was sexually assaulted a close mm-hmm. friend by the name of China um, Carney confirmed that the Twitter account did belong to uh, Salu and Salu also tweeted that she left some personal items at a church in which she had been uh, seeking shelter in uh, at the time she was homeless and wow. um, there was a man that offered her a ride to go and recollect those items and the man that offered her those items or offered to go t- to take her to pick up those items um, supposedly molested her in her sleep. Um, there was an arrest that was made uh, in this case. There was a 49 year old man by the name of Aaron Glee and as of now it's unclear if he is the person that was um, she was re- referring to in her tweets or if this was the person that supposedly came and gave her the ride. Uh, Carney, mm-hmm. which is the best friend, described Salu as being um, a sad person with a happy soul. Salu found right. happiness in protecting others. Um, just, you know, prayers for her family that, um, you know, that they find peace and prayers for, for justice for her family as well. Uh, yeah, at this point, I kind of just want to you know, touch base on the Black Lives Matters organization that she was a part of. And for me, that we, you know, very open to um, always educating myself and gaining knowledge. But, you know, I checked out the website and to me, it, it, I just kind of feel like it doesn't necessarily um, promote unity in the Black community. And what I'm referring to in particular, there's a couple of lines. If you were, if you if you go and you look at the tabs of where it says what we are um, and what we believe in, it appears to only be a safe space for if you're a transgender or if you are a gay male or female. And so, you know, my question is, I, I don't want to cause division in between the you know the black community i want to play angel's advocate here but if a person is unlawfully killed why is their sexuality a factor yes you know and and i'm not saying that if you are you know if you are gay and black you're you're still black I, i just i don't care for the separation of the black and gay it just seems like we're creating friction between the two groups and it's distracting us from what we should be focusing on. It's just that Black Lives Matter, period. And, you know, exactly. I'm open to feedback. Um, Aziza, what are your thoughts on this? I totally 100% agree with you. Um, I think as far as for me, like uh, whenever I heard, you know, like when I hear Black Lives Matter, I, I think of just Black Lives. And um, you shared the, the website with me, which, again, I guess just me being naive um i heard about the movement since you know the trayvon martin case but i didn't actually you know go to the website or anything like that which you know it's we 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 all have our lives we all have our you know i mean 
I don't know. I guess for me, I, I just thought that that's what it represented was Black lives. And so when I did uh, read, I mean, for the most part, I do feel that um, uh, the organization does represent Black people. But like you said, the f- a few things that they mentioned just kind of separated. It just it basically, to me, it felt like you know black lives do matter but here like our main focus is to create a space for you know um certain type of of black people which it's okay but like you said it's a distraction and it separates and you know it says you know divided we fall and if if this movement is truly about all black lives let's just focus on that not saying that you know other groups within the black lives matters less it's not what, because when we say black lives matter we say black lives matter, matter period period point and blank you know and so i don't know i have like, a couple of like, lines <laughs> um i have a couple lines that and just because i want to be very specific i want people to really understand as far as for where i'm kind of where my confusion is so right now i'm on the website and i'm under uh the tab and it the under what we believe tab And there's a line that says, we foster a queer affirming network when we gather. We do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip, or or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless she or he disclose um, otherwise. Uh, There's also something that says, uh, we are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence we build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism misogyny and environments in which men are centered so so those are just a couple of lines just so for people that really are not quite sure as, as far as from where I was just kind of where I was going that I was just kind of you know kind of confused when from reading those lines because it's just you know just going along with what you're saying Aziza is that mm-hmm. if this is a move if we're serious about this movement we need to be together me, unified like, together that's yeah. what this, that's what that's what, that's not, what has to not point the finger you know like we're it's to me that the statement that you just read to me it's just kind of antagonizing men and you know what's to me it's kind of uh, a contradiction because it's like you know we've used the slogan black lives matter to defend our black men and so in that statement it just kind of you know saying that you know like well this movement is to create a space where men are not centered well right now you know black men are the center because that's what's that's what we're fa- not just black men black people period but you know, like if we're out here marching for George Floyd, he's a black man. Exactly. Black man was on the fire right now. Yeah. And it's just like nobody's, you know, when I say black matter, black lives matter, I'm not just talking, my sexuality isn't into play when I say it. You know what I mean? I'm talking about black people, period. Right. And, and why separate ourselves because of our sexuality or, you know, our belief system? That's like me you know starting a movement saying okay well which I can but you know like maybe you know be a little bit more uh specific with 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 the 
with, I guess, uh, naming my organization. Because when you name Black Lives Matter, I mean, I don't, you know, when I think of Black Lives Matter, I think of everybody. I'm not narrowing it down to just transgender lives. If they Black, they matter. We support them. We're going to walk for them. We're going to march for them. Period. Yeah. You know, but if your website is saying that, you know, you've created the space for just, um, or maybe they didn't say just, but primarily you know trans um, women and men in the black community um, for uh, feminists in the black community well well what about me I'm you know I'm a black Christian heterosexual woman that's going to make me feel that you know like well hey like you know <laughs> where's my space yeah where yeah because where I your support space? your movement yeah. I believe in your movement you know um, but you have to create a space for all, especially when you're saying Black Lives Matter. Like, you know what I mean? It's to me that's 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 a big word. You know, that's a big phrase. But then in your website, you want to you know narrow it down to just a small group. You know what I mean? We're we're behind it. You know, we're we're supporting. If something happens to a Black trans um, man or woman, you know, as Black people, if we're saying that all Black Lives Matter then we need to be out there supporting that as well, too. Exactly. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah. So, once again, if anybody from the staff, uh, you know, from the Black Lives Matter campaign, if y'all want to hit me up, DM me, whatever, I, you know, I'm open to, you know, gaining more knowledge as to what your organization is about. But I just think just just now more than ever in regards to Black-owned businesses and, and just kind of what's going on in the world, we just need to be more informed when we jump on a bandwagon to actually support. No different, you know, with this presidency, with this election, you really just need to know what yeah. you are jumping on the band like what you're su- what am i supporting when yeah. i when i sign on to the dotted line for this and that's 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 my, my the bottom line it's just yeah what i just want to get from it it's just you know what what am i supporting yeah and you know you want to know that the organization you know there's a lot of people that are donating you know but you know like maybe uh they should you know like um the the people they meaning the people at the black lives matter organization should be clear on you know their vision you know i did read their um, mission statement and you know it is you know um in support of, of black people in general and the 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 struggle that you know um we face as being black in, in the united states um but just you know uh for the people who weren't who weren't uh, knowledgeable about, you know, um, their emphasis on, on creating a space for, you know, uh, the trans community and the gay community. Um, I guess for for them to, to I guess, uh, elaborate a little bit more so that we're all informed. Agreed. Agreed. So I want to get into, um, as far as for the Rayshard Brooks case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, the case that's happened here in Atlanta. Um, so the effect of this case, there's about 20 officers in Atlanta that resigned from the Atlanta de- Police Department, mm-hmm. and uh, they were finally able to identify the white female that was who they believe is the one that set the set the Wendy's on fire in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Natalie White. Uh, she was. Pretty much she's being accused of she was dressed in all black and she is the one that started the fire that torched the wendy's as to where um richard brooks was was murdered 
So, you know, with that, um, I know that also brought up the kind of conversation when people are dressed up in all black that people, some people thought that or that it was Antifa. Mm-hmm. And just for those that are not educated on what Antifa is, Antifa is uh, an anti-fascist group. They are supposedly behind all the violence that is incited at uh, these protests. And um, I'm not really sure whose side Antifa is on, but per President Trump, mm-hmm. he's referred to Antifa as a terrorist group but yet refers to, you know, white supremacists we know in, in the Charlottesville protests, this fine people, you know, going also going into, you know, the KKK is also not recognized as a terrorist group, but yet the government dismantled the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I just need some, I, I, need to, I need to make it make sense because it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, but, but what does need to happen in regards to police officer is that reform needs to happen. Police Absolutely. officers should have college degrees as well as conti- constant continuing education and psych evaluations to ensure that they are mentally healthy. Yes. If, if they're not mentally healthy, can you please tell me how can a police officer uh, you know, handle a mentally ill civilian when he's mentally ill himself? Exactly. You know, the murder of Rayshard Brooks was ruled as a homicide, and um, it, it, it's, it is good to see that justice was served in this particular situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I do, I feel, um, my, my emotions, I feel very tired and, and feel very sad for his family. And it's just like, until there are systems that are put in place to create reform and to protect the, right, the rights of us as Black people, we will continue to be hunted like exotic animals. Yes, I feel like America at this point is trying to make us extinct. So, I, you know, what are your your thoughts on on police reform, Aziza? I feel like it needs to happen. Period. Because you know, it's just hap- It's just it's one thing if it was you know happen happening periodically, you know, or in a specific area. But um, police brutality is going on throughout the nation (laughs) so obviously it's a problem i mean it's not a problem that just started yesterday it's been going on for years and years it's in years um you know um i'm actually was trying to look for a a quote that chris rock actually said and i i I agree 100 percent. you know he said i know being a cop is hard i know it's dangerous i know um i know it is but some jobs can't have bad apples. Some jobs, everybody got to be good. And I agree with him. You know, I do. like, let's think if, you know, there was like, like, I think he mentioned like a pilot, you know, American Airlines can't be like, most of our pilots like to land. We just got, we just got a few bad apples that like to crash into mountains. You know what I mean? That's the same thing with, I feel like they should, they should do with being a cop. I think. I think I read somewhere that it takes less than a year. I think you just go to a police academy and you do, you know, training. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, I've never, you know, I have, I have a friend who, who just finished, you know, a police academy and it wasn't, you know, like you would think that it would take a little bit more time, but I think it took like less than a year. Um, I mean, I'm sure that they do have like training throughout before they actually can carry a gun and can actually go out on duty, but 
I don't know, like I, I agree with you. There needs to be an evaluation of where their mind is. You know, there needs to be evaluation also if they have any secret bias against, you know, certain groups of people because that matters. You know, like they, it, I feel like their job, just like when I go to work, <laughs> if I go to work and I am messing up or I'm doing this or I'm doing that, guess what? I'm going to be fired. Exactly. Or I'm going to get demoted, you know, but it just doesn't seem to be happening in the, the world of policing. Why? You know, why is it okay? You know, like, it's sad that, you know, it took for black people to speak up about it before people would acknowledge it because it it, it happens for whatever reason, it's happening more to our community, you know, Um, but it's, it's a problem and it's not okay. It's a job. You know, we wait, we were given black skin from our creator. You know, they chose to be police officers. So if you choose to be a police officer, then you need to choose to 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 serve, serve the people. You know, and to do like, the right thing. Yeah, to do the, do right, the right thing. Things. You can't have a bad day. I'm sorry. You can't have a bad day. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, they, they should tell them that, you know, when they give them the badge. It's like, you know, like your job is to serve and protect. If you don't feel like if you walk into work and you feel like you whatever you you fought with your wife at home or you got a divorce or you got a situation and you don't feel like mentally you're okay to put up with today's task, sit your behind at home. You know what I mean? Amen. You no, know, a doctor <laughs> can't go into surgery. And well, apparently from what the statistics that I wrote on the fatality rate of of black women, it it does happen. But you know, if, if, if a doctor or a nurse is killing people left and right, guess what? They get their license revoked, they get put in jail. You know, so why is it so hard for us to, you know, um, see the same thing happen to these police officers that aren't doing their job? I don't know like yeah some, something needs to change it does we are tired I am tired past um, tired I'm, I'm, I'm starting mm-hmm. to bring to you yet another reporting of a black male that has been found hanged um this one comes from Harris County Texas wow so uh Police posted on their Facebook page that they were called to 6600 block of Rosewood per the Harris County Police Department. There's a security video and witnesses that support that there was no foul play and that this was indeed a suicide. This case is still under investigation. Um, I just, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I'm not saying that people don't don't commit suicide, but something is just not adding up. I just we I black people we just not walking around hanging ourselves. I'm trying to tell you, like, you know That's what? Right. I feel like it's black people. Maybe we need to put on our Facebook page. I know I might do it on mine. I'ma let my family know that if you find if you find me hanging from a tree, that wasn't me. You know, right. there's so many different ways that you could end your life. Um I don't, you know, if, if someone is feeling suicidal, there are so many resources out there 
that you we know, actually you we do utilize. we have some resources mm-hmm. i have some resources on my on my page good um, feel free to dm me you you call me that is not I'm the end we'll you. make sure yeah we'll make sure that we get you connected to um a counselor a therapist yeah um, whatever you need yes yeah, suicide is not and it's not the answer it's, it's not to be taken lightly yeah but yeah i just but the yeah, hanging these, from a tree yeah you're just, not we're not hanging ourselves from trees we're not and, it's yeah. just you know I, it's, it's hard i don't know if i believe it full-heartedly i don't know mm-hmm. it's just and why right now out of you know like if it, what's if it going on thing, in the world exactly if it was a thing then wouldn't we hear like i i don't i just don't know it just seems like a there's there's so many pop-up cases of these hangings that it's just I don't know. It's not making sense. And I wish that, you know, the FBI or whoever needs to investigate these hangings would go ahead and and start it. But maybe, like I said, maybe we have to start, you know, vocally saying like, hey, if you see that I I hung myself, that ain't me. Somebody did this, you know, like (laughs) maybe because... I don't understand how quickly they're saying, oh, it's, it's a suicide. Oh, it's a suicide. The one in California was a suicide. The one in Texas is, I don't know. I just don't buy it. It's scary. Or like the, yeah, there was another young young man that um, supposedly he was being arrested and he killed himself in the, in the backseat of a police car. And I'm like, well, what? Like how? I saw that story and it- Like houseway. I'm like, how? How? Yeah. I mean, this, this this is it's it's just crazy. I mean, just keep your eyes open. I, you know, there there was a little meme that I saw that was on Facebook, and it was saying that like, you know, that we needed to have like a, an app called Pull Up. Like black people need an app that's called Pull Up. So when you, you I know, agree. if you're being arrested, and I totally like, I mean, I know we're laughing I and agree. joking about this, but it's I'm like dead ass. Like I'm I'm serious. Like yeah. I know, like for for me. I know that if I see a black person being pulled over, I feel like it is my obligation to yes. slow down and to stop. Like especially with what's going on in the world. Oh and yeah, so I, and I do. It's the it's like our buddy system. Like I really we feel have like to we have should really be doing. Agree. That's our I only really protection. Do. Our our only protection is the eyes of other people in the eyes of a camera. You know, I was at um, I was in Georgia maybe a month ago. And um, me and my husband, we were at Lenox Mall. And when we were walking in, we happened to see this young man. He was getting arrested. And I was so proud of how many black people was out there recording, listening to what he had to say. He, they had the windows down. The guy was able to shout out his attorney's name so that they could call <laughs> his attorney for him. And he was basically letting us know that I guess he got set up, you know, whether the story is true, false, I don't care. But the, the 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 main thing is that we were supporting each other. Me and my husband, we didn't leave there until we made sure that the situation was handled correctly. You know, um, and I mean, I don't I don't know what happened to him after the fact that he, you know, they 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 brought him into jail, or whatever. I don't know the backstory of, of why they arrested him. You know, he said that you know these two white girls said that he blocked them or they blocked. I don't know. But anyways, what I do know is that, girl, when I tell you there was over 20 people surrounding this this patrol car, videotaping, <laughs> writing stuff down, calling his lawyer, making sure that he got the help that he needed, that's what we need to do. That's what yes. we need to do. Yes, and, so, um, so, yes, so whoever mm-hmm. wants to create that pull-up app, like, I'm here I'm for it. Let me know yes. whenever, y'all, whenever y'all create it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Supposedly. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. 
No, I was gonna say that there is. Um, I I'll have to send it to you. But supposedly there is. If you have an iPhone, there's a way to um get your iPhone to start recording instantly. Like if you're getting pulled over, um, I don't know how to do it, but we'll investigate it and maybe I'll. I'll and we'll make sure that we post it. it on the I'll post it on the podcast page. So if you ever find yourself in that situation, yeah. then you'll be able to do that. You know, so that way you can actually have that as far as for your alibi because you never know when that end up you know being your alibi it's so crazy yeah. we have so many things that are being recorded on phones and yet that's still not enough information not in, enough. in certain it's situations bad. to be able to convict these people that are on the other side yeah. so yes uh, we'll make sure that we post that information on um the controversial black girl podcast facebook page um and of course you know you all can dm me if you all have any questions um you can dm me on um the controversial black girl on IG or you can DM me on the Controversial Black Girl Podcast Facebook page. I'm actually more active on my Facebook page because it allows me to interact with my listeners more. So Facebook is actually the best way to kind of get in contact with me. Um, Recently here, we just celebrated Juneteenth and it was so beautiful. I think this is probably the most this holiday has ever been celebrated, probably since it was first declared as a holiday by Union Army General um, Mm -hmm. Gordon in Galveston, Texas on June 19th, 1865. This declaration proclaimed that all slaves were free Juneteenth is nicknamed as America's second independence day. Senator Cory Booker and Kamala Harris are fighting to have Juneteenth recognized as a federal holiday. And I, for one, am so here for this. For me, um, once I became educated on what Juneteenth um, actually meant, and I, I, I was conflicted um, mm-hmm. You know, as far as for celebrating the 4th of July, no judgment, no shame on to those of you that decide to go ahead and to celebrate 4th of July. Um, I know sometimes um, we as black people, we know a lot of the holidays wasn't really designed with us in mind, period. So anytime we get days off of work and we can get together and have a good time, we celebrating that, not the actual holiday. So I, I totally get that. Um but uh, your president here, President Trump stated that he made Juneteenth famous again when he mentioned yeah. it at his rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He and I, he, he stated, and I quoted, that I did something good. I made Juneteenth very famous. Thank you, President Trump. Now I need you to make it a federal holiday. <laughs> That's what I need you to do. <laughs> Exactly. I I 100% agree with you. That man is crazy, but I mean... Yes. Where where do we even... I don't even want to start on him because he's a whole other... He's a case. But (laughs) yeah, let's let's get people off that day. You know, when I was, you know, I I can't lie to you and tell you that, you know, I, I knew all the facts about Juneteenth. I am in Texas. It is a huge... It is a huge holiday here in Texas um, because it does... Um, announced when you know the people who were in, enslaved, not slave, enslaved people were set free in Texas um, because um, we, if, if we're not all free, then it, then you know. Anyways, uh, I think that he should definitely make this a, a statewide holiday or a national holiday. I agree. Um, I do see that. I think forty-seven 
out of the 50 states already recognize it as a state holiday, but let's make it an, a national one. I mean, well, I know I went to work on I went to work on Juneteenth, so yeah. um, <laughs> it'd be yeah. nice to be off. We need to be off. It says I know, that, so you know? that's what's like. So maybe moving forward next year, next year, maybe some of the you know, hopefully, uh, some of this COVID mess will settle down. But next yeah. year, if Juneteenth is not um, a federal holiday in mm-hmm. your state. Put in that PTO and request off. I'm trying to tell do whatever you, you gotta do. Let's have, you know, and when I was reading more into it, um, again, <laughs> I don't know why I haven't fully engaged in it. And, and, and again, that's just, you know, it's not talked about. You know, when I when I was looking in, when I went to the actual Juneteenth website, they have an official website. It just talked about, you know, like the history behind Juneteenth. It also talked about how it was such a huge celebration. Um, it kind of died down whenever you had the great migration of black people moving up north, you know, they, this holiday that they loved, that was their true independence day, they just couldn't celebrate because they had to work, you know, it wasn't, uh, acknowledged as a holiday. So whenever they did try to get off on those days, like they just couldn't, you know, and so um for whatever reason it kind of died down i mean i think in the south is still a, a pretty major thing especially here in texas um but i, I it's beautiful like when you read like they had uh you know like whenever they had like the celebrations they made sure to educate the youth <laughs> you know so the youth wouldn't forget um the history you know behind the date the history of you know being set free and i think that that's so important and also to celebrate you know, African-American art and celebrate just, you know, being one. We need that in our communities. Don't you think? Like, that would be major. I do. Yes. If all really. I, I do. I say, I say that we, we make it our priority to make mm-hmm. Juneteenth as big as America has made the 4th of July. Yes. Absolutely. So that's what I said. Moving forward, we have the power to be able to do so. So yes. you know, I feel like that's something that we can do. Um, yeah. You know, on, on a lighter note, uh, Quaker Oats has decided to change the name of their popular syrup, Aunt Jemima, which was originally dressed as a menstrual character. And for all you youngins that don't know what a menstrual character is, let me school you real quick. So a menstrual character was a white person that often painted their face in brown paint and Uh basically made fun and degraded uh, black people. Menstrual characters were based on stereotypes. They're meant to dehumanize. They were meant to belittle. They were meant to be embarrassing uh, to black people. Quaker Oats released a statement stating that the move effort towards progress and racial equality and the new updated brand will be appropriate and respectful so Mm -hmm. shout out to quaker oats for this because to me i have never felt right in my spirit purchasing this syrup or uncle ben's rice just because of what it represents and i I know yeah and, and i know that there was a lot of people that really in their heart of hearts honestly thought that Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben yeah. was black owned but these right. characters were made to be demeaning and hurtful yeah. I mean yeah I, I, I agree um, I don't know I guess the, the way that they were dressed up I in my <laughs> I guess when I got older I kind of understood you know like especially Aunt Jemima she's dressed up as kind of like you know a mammy and so yep. um, it's not okay and the sad part is that it, it took them 
this long to recognize that it was like racially offensive you know like <laughs> I don't know mm. I mean it's great that they're they're making a change now but to be honest I didn't eat that mess anyway so <laughs> it wasn't that tasty to me but uh, let's see some more like black owned I wish that somebody would come up with an app that you know let us know about black owned everything <laughs> right right so somebody's listening we are here just giving these million dollar ideas I'm to people out here so use this, it. this is it. wonderful <laughs> I'll pay for it you know like right What's that one website like something's list angie's list can we have a uh black entrepreneur list and <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want an angina can we have an angina list i will subscribe i'll promote because you know what <laughs> uh, on juneteenth i i wanted to make it you know not trying to backtrack or anything but on juneteenth i wanted to make it you know, not just that I'm celebrating. I, obviously, I celebrate. I celebrated at home, but I also use you know my black buying power, you know, to buy black that day. I just felt like, okay, this is the day that you know black people in, in the United States were set free from being enslaved. So let why not you know like empower you know their businesses. So I bought black, but you know I had to I had to buy black online. To be honest, you know I wanted some some coffee. But there's no coffee shop around me that was black owned. And when I Googled, like literally, I think one thing popped up and it was also questionable if it was really in fact black owned. So it'd be nice to see someone create maybe like a site where you, I could be in Nebraska. And if I want to go to a black owned cafe, let me know, even if it's 25 miles away, I'll, I'll go, <laughs> I'll go <laughs> and support my people. like. I don't know. That's a good idea if someone's out well, there. Well, and, and I do have, for, for those that are looking to replace um, Quaker Oats uh, syrup line with something else, I do have a Black-owned uh, company. It's called Michelle's. I actually, I was just at Publix like a, a few days ago, and I saw it, and it was sitting right there next to, you know, the Aunt, uh, the Aunt Jemima's. So, okay. yes, there are Black-owned syrup mm-hmm. company there's black there's there really is there's black owned everything and 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 as far as for me i will make it my mission to make sure that i connect everyone no matter so once again you can dm me email me, whatever mm-hmm. it is you need to do but i'll make it my mission to make sure that we connect you with these black owned businesses if that's mm-hmm. really what you know what you're wanting to do and i will try my you know my best to make sure that i'm you know i'm promoting them on the page i'm introducing yes. these companies to you all on the podcast as well yeah just so we're educated so you know mm-hmm. if you you know it's, sometimes it's just people you know become, companies like, become uh popular by word of mouth so yeah like, look at what happened to the whole remember the whole um what is it uh popeye's chicken sandwich uh, oh wow <laughs> like it was it was major but it was literally word of mouth like why can't we do the same thing with like like other black owned is Popeyes I'm, I'm, I have to check to see if Popeyes I think it was black owned but I think they sold it off I, I think but uh, yeah anyways. I don't know either I don't know if they're black owned either but I we could like, use our we're not gonna talk about that sandwich though yeah we could use our voice <laughs> to promote to promote other black owned businesses because obviously we set the trend <laughs> we're trendsetters like we are we always have 
if we say it tastes good, other people, they, for whatever reason, they, they're like, okay, well, the, the black girl, the black boy, he said that it was good, so it's good. <laughs> they know we know how to how to do chicken. I know we, we know how to season. season. If we know how to season some chicken, so they know we they know that well about seasoned. us. We all that we you gonna call yes. the stereotype. I eat I eat my chicken and watermelon. Mm, call it what I'm, you trying to I'm, I'm a very call southern girl. Yeah, I eat my I'm chicken and watermelon. That's what I miss the most about being Atlanta. There's so many like black owned and well seasoned food. I miss my well seasoned food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into some entertainment news. So uh, actor Jamie Foxx will portray boxing legend Mike Tyson. Fox walked up to a whopping 230 pounds to embody the role of Tyson. This filming for this project is still underway. I Mm -hmm. think that Jamie will do a phenomenal job. Um, Yeah, he won his first Oscar in 2005 for his portrayal of singer Ray Charles. I also loved him in Django, so I am patiently waiting for this movie to hit theater. Excuse me, hit theaters. I do. I I think that I think it'll be really, really nice. It'll be really. I think so too. He's really good. He's he's a phenomenal actor. He does really well in like he really (laughs) embodies whatever character he's playing. You know, he does. Um. In other entertainment news, Miss Beyonce gets sued again. And so, before you beehivers, come for me. Like, not Beyonce. Yes, I know the the beehive. The beehive is going to come for me. But really, what I, I just, I guess I'm just not understanding as to why she keeps getting sued. And like Beehive, y'all need to make sure that the right people are around her. Because, yeah. Um, she needs to fire I, somebody because this is happening way too many times. It is. It keeps, like, what? It now, keeps happening. This is like what the third or fourth time, right? Yeah. So, so that one of, one of the other times when she was uh, sued was some may remember the family of late YouTube star, Messi Maya, whose real name is Anthony Barre, uh, Beyonce for using an unauthorized clip of Barre's voice in the song Formation. Mm. Barre was shot and killed in 2010 at the age of 22 years old. He was leaving um, a baby shower for his unborn son. And uh, his girlfriend, I'm sorry, he was actually, he was hit by several bullets um, on a street where he performed that often. Um, mm-hmm. I know I I actually I, I had my my old hairstylist. She was from New Orleans, and so she turned me on to um, Messy Maya. Those videos were hilarious. He was yeah. so, so funny, and absolutely. Um, I, he had a way of you know connecting with people, so it it made it you felt like you knew him. So when I heard you know that he was murdered, it was just really really um, mm-hmm. unfortunate, really really sad. And um, they never found his murderer, to my knowledge right now. I know that they had someone who they they thought was the murderer, but I don't believe that they've actually they actually convicted anyone else. Um, So but actually, uh, Mr. Barry, Barry's sister, Angel Barry, she is the one that sued Beyonce for 20 million dollars and they settled for an undisclosed amount. Um, Jamaican dancer slash choreographer Dr. La Antoinette, La Antoinette Steins is who is currently suing Beyonce and Jay Z for using her vocals in the song Black Effect. Right. Um, she said she stated that 
they were not giving her any credit or compensation. And according to UK uh, UK Daily, Miss Steins stated that she made she met back in uh, 2018 to record her views on loves. At that time, mm-hmm. she was told that the audio would be used for promotional use only, and that mm-hmm. she was shocked to learn that this ended up being the intro to the Black Effect. Stein says that the move left her feeling artistically raped. Says marinate Mar- on that for a second. She said artistically raped. Like yeah. that that seems to be a lot. And there seems to be yeah. a lot of gray areas in the situation. So I would think that once again the lessons that need to be learned um are that you know just that Beyonce needs to make sure that she has the right people that are around her I mean I don't know right. the thought process maybe the thought process is, is is that you know she's like well I have you know X amount of money it doesn't matter I'm doing whatever it I doesn't. want you know no. if someone you know whatever That's- lawsuit she's hit with she can afford to pay it so I don't know yeah that to me that's just that's they need to make it right they have enough money you know they need to give that lady her credit because obviously you know they used her thought process of what she defines love I actually went back to hear it and you know the words that she spoke were so profound so you know they wouldn't want someone to do that to them like say if I go and I use uh, Beyonce's voice to my intro on YouTube they will make me uh, take the song off. So why not, you know, give this lady credit for her art form? You know, she's also an artist in her own right. You know, I read up, up about her and she's she's done incredible work um, in Jamaica. So why rob her of her art? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of a contradiction. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Yes, so <laughs> somebody in the Carter camp no. They yeah. need to make sure right. that when they're working with people, that yes. people are compensated fairly. Yeah. And then there probably needs to be a conversation about what stipulations, yeah. if there is a signed agreement, or you know what happens if someone happens to change their mind. Exactly. Um, you know, the, Give somebody the you know yeah. the the like be upfront, you know, um, so that people know what their voice or what their you know snippet is going towards you know what I mean like I don't know that's they need to make it right they need to make it right you know you out here saying you know you you're trying to help you know the you know um the disenfranchise of black people in America will help she's been disenfranchised from you you guys so make it right (laughs) make it right write her that check (laughs) write her that check (laughs) right cut the check Beyonce Um, Atlanta rapper 21 Savage launched a free online financial literacy program for students here in Atlanta that have been affected by COVID-19 21 will partner with Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom to provide free Wi-Fi and tablets for students that may not have access to these items. And per 21, and I quote, I feel like it's important more than ever to give our next generation the tools they need to succeed in life. 21 also states that he wants to empower youth to manage their money. He will also work with mobile banking service providers Chime and EverFi. EverFi, wow. um, I wasn't familiar, so I decided to do a little bit of research. So EverFi is actually 
is an education technology platform. So in other words, 21 is just trying to help you achieve the, the M's in your bank account pretty much. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think he gets enough credit for the for a lot of the stuff that he does for the community. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these rappers are out here buying chains, buying cars, and he's investing in the community and nobody really gives him and maybe he's not doing it for a hand clap but my god like that's amazing like i think that that's that's, that's phenomenal you know, know. Like, 21 he's actually he is he that, this is just one of the things that he's done in the community he actually is he's very very active in the community so i totally appreciate that um because like you're saying you, you don't hear that and then this is such a great thing that he's doing is because I just think, I know growing up in school, I would be in certain classes and I would think, how is this going to help me as mm. an adult? So I think right. that maybe moving forward as far as for the curriculum with mm. children um, or the future of the future, I think that we need to make sure that the uh, the things that we're teaching them in this curriculum are yes. things that are going to be beneficial for them in the future. Yes, absolutely. You know, because right now, as you know, we're, we're still in the middle of this pandemic right now. Right. So being able to to know how to invest money, being yes. able to know how to count money, you know, just basic things. Mm -hmm. These are the things that are going to help these children become successful yes. in life is by, yes. um, you know, making sure that, you know, they, they learn things about, you know, economics, mm -hmm. business administration, you know, just things like that. So yeah, absolutely. You know, like for me, I remember when I, <laughs> when I was eighteen, uh, going to, to um, college. You know, not really knowing. I mean, my parents did educate me a little bit. You know, my parents are immigrants, um, so they didn't one hundred percent understand. Well, they they understood what they you know they had their own interpretations. But it would have been nice to, you know, have someone to kind of re-educate you know the 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 gray areas um because girl i went out got credit cards i didn't pay my credit card bills <laughs> had bad credit for seven years so i had to struggle <laughs> i had to learn the hard way but i learned i had to learn the hard way and so you know maybe that's that's you know um when we look within our own communities like you know for people who have the the knowledge um they could they could also do i mean 21 savage he's doing it on a on a big platform but we shouldn't forget we we all have our, our a platform to to speak exactly on, you know? like and if you do have that knowledge you know i mean hell like have like you know seminars like don't just do stuff to gain money sometimes you have to re you know reinvest in the in the youth you know what i mean like it says invest in your community much is given much is expected so you know when god fills your cup up it should overflow into other people's lives and so you know maybe i'll you know in in areas of expertise that for for my life maybe i can do the same i'm not just talking to other people i'm talking to myself as well um but i think we need to start doing more of that like why not why not so agree Agreed. So shout out to 21 Savage and also let's give a shout out to Netflix because Netflix is putting their money yes. where their mouth yeah. is. Um, <laughs> Bazoma St. John has been named Chief Marketing Officer at Netflix making yeah. her the first black executive. Her resume, her resume includes the following. She was the head of global consumer marketing at Apple Music as well as the head 
of music and entertainment for Pepsi Cola North. So mm-hmm. let's put some respects on her name. I'm trying uh, to tell you, this woman <laughs> is amazing. Like, right, she's a real boss. Her. Oh my gosh, like this woman, she was not playing around. She was just like, y'all gonna put some respect on my name. Like, she has done some amazing things. You know, Uber, I, I think I read up um, Uber, like when they, when um, she was transitioning out of Apple Music, I believe, um, she basically made Apple Music popping for the youth. Let's just, you know, let's give her her credits. You know, BuzzFeed uh, gave her, sorry, Billboard's Magazine gave her top women in music an award in that she was getting awards like this woman was uh, BuzzFeed. I think they wrote that she was the coolest person to ever take the stage at an Apple keynote. You know, and so um, she did the same thing with Uber. I think she did kind of say it was kind of uh, was a little bit over, like it was a lot. But you know, she she left her footprints in every company that she worked for. Like everybody had phenomenal things to say. Like this woman was a reckon to she was a force, a force to be reckoned with. Like she was amazing. Um, she is. Um, so also, as far as Netflix. Her. Netflix, Mm -hmm. um, they state that as a company that they are committed to diversify their workplace, which is now um, is about 7% black. Netflix is also in the process of committing a hundred million dollars to black banks. So congratulations again to Miss Bozoma St. John. Yes. That is super duper awesome. So for today's contest, the secret word is woke. So you will have to check out my Facebook page for details on the contest. But once again, today's secret word is woke. I want to get into the one thing I like about being black segment. One thing I like about being black is the ability to change my hair. Last mm-hmm. week I had locks and now I have curly <laughs> box braids. Mm-hmm. In a month I may have a braided ponytail, right. a top knot bun, a middle part <laughs> blunt bob. Who knows? I'm trying Aziza, to say. what is the one thing you like about being black? Girl, the one thing I love about being black is I love our creativity, you know, like I don't know, like I I grew up in a household where creati- you needed to have creativities because, you know, mom was like, this is all that we can afford right now, so you better be creative and <laughs> <laughs> work with what you got. And so I still have that same, you know, that spirit in me, you know, I'm able to make something out of nothing, honey. And um, I love that, you know, I love that. I love that about being, you know, black, being able to just, you know, not being afraid to be creative, not being afraid to try something new. Like we're really resilient people and it shows. That's why we're trendy. That's why we are stylish. That's why. Agreed. And a lot of people, I want to point out too, that a lot of people look down on the hood, look look down on the ghetto. A lot of innovative things come up from the hood. They come from the ghetto. So next time you sit there, you stick your nose up at the hood and stick your nose up at the ghetto. Chances are one of your favorite inventions came from the hood. I was trying to tell you. I was just (laughs) telling someone, um, one of my friends actually, I was just telling her that I don't think African-Americans realize how popular, you know, and how trendy, like you can go to every, to every continent of this world and see things that were inspired by African-Americans. I'm telling you, even down in Africa, like in Congo, I'm from Congo, Congo, Njasa, you know? And so you see the streetwear, the streetwear girl is 
when I tell you so much, you know, a black, the black community has inspired streetwear in, in Kinshasa, Congo. I'm telling you, like, I don't think, you know, black people realize how much influence they have all around the world. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to close out with um, our soul food segment. And today's soul food comes from the late Maya Angelou. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. I know that we are all in different phases in our lives. And if you're at the caterpillar phase in your life to where it just seems sometimes as if you're kind of inching along and you don't know how you're going to keep going, you have to keep pushing. Yeah. Because next you have the cocoon part and in the cocoon part sometimes it feels it feels as if you're not moving at all and it may be hard to uh, persevere when it appears that everyone around you is in their butterfly phase thief mm-hmm. is the comparison of joy so take time to enjoy every phase of your transition to a butterfly I promise you that everything that you're going through will be worth it in the end I am the Controversial Black Girl, and I thank you all so much for listening to me. Um, I thank you, Aziza, for joining me today for my show. Yes. yes. Um, I hope everyone stays safe. They right. stay, you, I hope you stay physically healthy. I hope you stay mentally healthy, and I hope that you stay blessed. Amen. Bye. All right, bye.